0: The truth is, I really like to hear him struggle. <laughs> I wait a little bit longer than I should. No, I don't. I, I get out here as soon as I can. Anyway. All right. Man, it is a good day, and we could do that a lot more often. I'd love to see uh, new life taking place in, in people's hearts through Christ, and we get to be a part of that. That's the yay of it all, right? Uh, what, what God is And it is what God is doing. It's, it's the work of what God's doing upon our hearts, and that's pretty much the uh, topic I have this morning. Uh, this, this past few weeks, we've been talking about seek. That's our, our theme, seeking God. And uh, in that, uh, we have been doing, or we were called to uh, prayer and fasting, and everybody's kind of formed their own way of focusing on, on prayer and, and doing some fasting to focus their attention upon that prayer. And so we are day 15, if I'm counting correctly. We've been doing that for 15 days, and it ends this coming Saturday. Here's, here's my hope, is that if there's some things that, that you're doing right now that, boy, I want to do more of this, or this has been great, maybe this could be part of our habits uh, formed into our lives of focusing on Scripture and prayer uh, throughout the year. Uh, can we do too much of it? oh Uh-oh. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I think the focus has been good. Don't forget on Tuesdays at 6.15 in the morning and on Thursdays at 6.15 in the evening, uh, we're gathered together. There's, there's been small groups gathered together, but we're doing that together. We're, uh, Eric's leading some songs, some elders are, have been uh, leading us into the scriptures, and we've been taking time to pray together. And that's been good. We also partake communion. So this will be the last week for that, both on Tuesday at 6.15 uh, in the morning and 6.15 in the evening on Thursday. Uh, the, the focus the past couple of weeks has been, well, again, seeking God. But the first week was seeking God, uh, seeking his guidance, his direction. Uh, and last week we did seeking God for his provision. In, in that, we went to that passage in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 that says, but first seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. And, and all those needs, all those things that, that we seem to worry about in the world, they're going to be taken care of. First, seek his kingdom. And that really is emphasized again in the, what we're seeking today or, or the focus of, of my message today, which is seeking God for his empowerment. Uh, God has given a task to do. God in his church has given us a purpose to live and to work together. And so our focus is for his empowerment to accomplish his purpose, to enable us uh, to fulfill his purpose. Uh, in this, I'm going to be going to the book of Acts. Uh, and, and kind of a twofold reason. Uh, number one is next week... We get back into the book of Acts. We're going to finish up uh, uh, some of those Paul's journeys beginning in chapter 17 and, and finish up the rest of the book. A lot of that content is going to be defending, defending the faith, which I think is, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, but also uh, to be able to know, you know, how, how do we pray this? How do, you know, what, what's our focus in prayer in uh, in God enable us to fulfill Your purpose. Work within us. So, what has God given us is the question. Acts chapter one, just a couple of verses I want to look at as we're we're introducing this. But in Acts chapter one, verse eight, uh, in in that verse it lays out the purpose, what we're created for as a church. First of all, we we've identified the series. Go walking through Acts as taking root. Because what we look at in that book of history is the, is, the, is the beginnings, the very beginnings of the church. How it started and how it flourished and, and grew. In, in chapter 1, verse 8, this is Jesus' words before he left. Speaking to his apostles, he, he said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. It, he, he identifies the very purpose of the church, church when he says, you will be my witnesses. Uh, you're going to bring a testimony. You're going you're to be testifying to the very story of Jesus. And that was, that was in part, the great responsibility. All, and, and throughout Acts, what did we see? Uh, basically the explosion of the church. You know, beginning that day of Pentecost in chapter 2 where Peter had the opportunity to preach and, and thousands came. 3,000 came and, and, and believed. And then we see that action continuing on in the chapters ahead. 5,000 believed and, and, and continued work up through uh, uh, even that time where where they were imprisoned for preaching the gospel. They were, they were being beaten there was that first death of, of Stephen. He was described as the first martyr who lost his life because he so dared to be the person who testified about Jesus. And, and then even after that, in, in uh, Acts chapter 9, verse 31, and this is actually repeated in several times about how the church continued to grow. It continued to multiply. In, in Acts chapter 9, what, what actually takes place is, is where Saul, this guy Saul, who was out persecuting the church, is converted. And we know him better as Paul. We'll, we'll be looking back to Paul and his travels in chapter 17. But after he was converted, this verse 31 took place. He went uh, into Jerusalem after his conversion and some times of ministry and other things. And, and and here's, here's the phrase, it's, or here's the sentence. It says, so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. Throughout the book of Acts, what we see is the church taking root, going deeper and deeper, spreading and growing. How'd that happen? That was just for the the beginning of the church right what is God given to us in order for us to continue what what Luke wrote down in 1 8 or what Jesus said continue to be my witnesses in this world to the ends of the earth what 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 has God given to us and really is simple we could all probably come out of come and, and bring that forth you know, just just in thinking, well, he's given us the scriptures, right? He, he's given us his word. He's given us the Holy Spirit. And he has given us and is creating around us his church. Th- these are significant things all throughout this book of Acts. And and I especially want to use uh, just just the ideas that was taking place in Acts to direct us in how we ought to be praying for each of these things. Let, let's look. First of all, we think about, The fact that he has given us his word he's given us his scriptures Uh, here's just a question I want you to think about what was so special about those people who were there in Pentecost who began the church we're talking about the Apostles right the 12 Apostles actually 11 at the time well with Matthias again uh, I'm thinking while I'm up here uh, added added Matthias so there was 12 and then then in total there was hundred and twenty that were that were gathering together, that were praying and, and 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 waiting. What was so special about these people? What was so significant about them? Well, they're people of a heritage, you know, they're they're Jews, they're the people of Abraham who knew the Old Testament. And I mean, they knew all the stories, they knew the promises, they they were probably even anticipating the coming of Jesus and so many other ideas there. So Is that all that was special about them? The the truth is, they probably knew uh, uh, maybe a clear perspective of the Old Testament because they heard Jesus. That, That especially is what was significant about them. These people knew Jesus. These people had time. They walked with him. They listened to his teachings. About the Old Testament, what did he bring from the Old Testament? Well, the two greatest commandments is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to la- love your neighbor as yourself. And, and also got into defining things like what, is, what does it mean uh, to commit adultery? It was something, not only what, what, an action that took place, but even entered into your thoughts as well as murder. You know, to hate your brother is, is, is the same thing as murder. So it made it, it more pointed and, and, and more direct. Jesus taught them. Uh, they also were able to witness the power and the authority that Jesus had within him. I mean, the Son of God, he healed, walked upon the water. He, he fed thousands with a small lunch. Uh, he, he was able to do incredible things. But, but especially they were witnesses of the death of Jesus. They were witnesses of the very death of Jesus and his resurrection. They saw him alive. That, that prepared them. That uh, ignited them, and 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 made them ready. Matter of fact, one of the questions they asked soon afterwards to, to Jesus in that Acts chapter one is, "Okay, is now the kingdom come?" Are, are are you now sitting upon the throne and all the, all the earthly ideas of kingdom? Is that going to take place now? Uh, it's not for you to know. <laughs> What's the response? Instead, instead, you're going to be my witnesses. That was laid again before them. Uh, the message was presented in Acts and 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 throughout. What was that message? Again, it was that death and resurrection of Jesus. It was it was the very gospel message that that you are sinners, and Jesus came to die for sinners. And, and as he rose from the dead, we have the promise of life working within us. The message went more for Peter in, in saying that, hey, listen, it's within that day of Pentecost, his message was to identify that Jesus is that Messiah, and you killed him, speaking to those who were Jews, and, and, and God raised him to life. And, and therefore, you need to repent and be baptized and 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 in order to receive that salvation. Again, three thousand came to believe. It also identifies what did the church do? well they they continued in the stories of, of those eyewitnesses, those apostles and those disciples that knew the stories of of their uh, you know of, of the, what Jesus taught, those parables. Those lessons, the, the directions that they ought to go in. And they shared and, and, and spread that, those stories out. And they begin to write them down uh, as, as they told them. Uh, let's, let's say Matthew, Mark, and, and Luke, who, who basically said in his gospel, uh, as those from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, they have, as they delivered them to us, It seemed good to me as well as to follow uh, all things closely for some some of those in the past. To write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus. That's the beginnings of his gospel that he wrote down. A careful understanding or careful uh, study of and then writing down in order that we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John the very life of Jesus here. We call them the Gospels, the good news that's given to us. That's Jesus, the Son of God, living and working in this world for God's purpose, kingdom purpose. Ultimate task, death and resurrection, right? Uh, The significance of God's Word. Uh, To say before is all the Old Testament scriptures, don't turn your back on the Old Testament. I know it's a bigger part of the book. And it's heavy and it's loaded with lots of details. I mean, read Numbers, read Leviticus. But in there, there's content that's precious because it is directed from God. You know, in, in that Old Testament, it is that perspective of God created and, and the fall of man to sinfulness. And then what we see throughout history is God directing his history until the co- coming of his Savior, Jesus. Jesus. Well, there's a lot of content in there. And I do believe it's good because we see God working with humanity. We see his mercy and grace uh, working through the nation of Israel. And ultimately, to bring about Jesus, those Gospels. After the Gospels, you know, Paul's letters, directions for the church, which we've invested a lot in. You know, messages from Paul and and John and and from uh, Peter... And James, just different letters written as instructions to the church. To the church, uh, to go back and think about uh, what was said in that verse 31, where they, they said that they were walking in the fear of the Lord. You know, how is it that we're to approach the scriptures? I think it's with that idea of hearing the very voice of God. And, and, and to have a respect, a healthy respect of what we're reading. This is what we follow. This is not a book of suggestions as some have, have approached it. Are, are you familiar how, oh, here's, here's a good verse uh, maybe to consider. Uh, for, it, for us, it is God's word, instructions. Therefore, on one side, you know, when we're praying for this, Uh, May those who are teaching and leading, God lead them to handle it correctly. Handle it correctly, not not according to to whims, not, not to bring my ideas into it. And How do I reinforce my worldly ideas to support a message? That's not what we're doing. What we want to do is to hear God's direction, that he will lead and he will guide us. So when you're praying in this week, pray that those who are leading, pray that you too are coming to an understanding of the Scriptures. You see, we encourage you all to be reading uh, throughout God's Word. Uh, If you have never started, we always encourage, man, read about Jesus in those Gospels. Make that central. If you've determined to do that this year, and you've done that a number of times, you might want to branch out into into the New Testament. If you've done that, man, you're going to be interested in the Old Testament because the Old Testament is identified all throughout the New, right? Have you read that? Well, let, me re- let me quote for you this passage, or, or here's what Moses has done, or, or examples laid out all throughout of the Old Testament. And so as you, you become clearer and greater understanding of that uh, New Testament, then, then, man, the questions start pouring in about the Old Testament. And, and man... Uh, the great opportunity to go in there and to understand that. So pray for those things. Pray for our approach, and also pray for our understanding of the Scriptures as we grow. Also, not only has He given us His Word, He has given to us the gift of His Holy Spirit. The gift of His Holy Spirit. Going back to Acts chapter 1 and verse 4, those who who had seen Jesus, who had spent time with Him alive... We're told by Jesus, hey, you need to wait here in Jerusalem. Wait in, in Jerusalem for the coming of the Holy Spirit. They weren't told to, hey, go, go and, and begin to testify what you've seen. That, that wasn't a message at all. Go out. They were already excited. Could you imagine they were ready to, to go tell people, hey, this Jesus who, who, whom you all killed or that you witnessed being crucified, he's alive. We saw him alive. It, they had to be anxious for that but Jesus instead told them to go and wait and and they waited and they prayed for the coming of the holy spirit on that day of pentecost and his coming it was a miraculous event you know he came with with the noise like a rushing wind and it and it shook the place and tongues of fire came down on those who had gathered and, and they began to speak in languages that's known by all those who had gathered for that, that great festival of Pentecost. And everybody was hearing their, their particular language being spoken and thousands of people were drawn to hear. And Peter had his opportunity to preach because of that. See, please don't think that, that the, the Holy Spirit is just a... Uh, there for his own purpose the holy spirit came to direct attention to jesus to direct people's attention to jesus to the message and on that day that coming people were gathered together and their attention was directed to hear what peter had to say and he preached about jesus throughout throughout the scriptures you'll see that the holy spirit and the scriptures work together to do what to do exactly what the church was called to do, to testify, to be Jesus' witnesses in this world, to tell people, people who are hurting, who are lost and broken in their sinfulness, that Jesus brings the salvation that God has provided. He is the only means of salvation that God has provided. And and through him, they could find freedom from their condemnation of their sinfulness. That's what we've been given. That's what God has gladly given to us in in the Holy Spirit. We look through the book of Acts, and the Holy Spirit just continues uh, to to be involved. Uh, Every time uh, Peter spoke, the the presence of the Spirit was upon him to to lead through those scriptures. Uh, It was through the Holy Spirit he revealed the deceitfulness of Ananias and Sapphira if you remember that story in chapter 5, or even to identify leaders for the church in chapter 6. He was the one who's, who was stirring within Stephen when he came and preached a message that was powerful that actually ended up uh, Stephen losing his life, being stoned uh, before those leaders. It, it, it is through the Spirit that he directed Peter into that household of those Gentiles, which which a Jew would never do, but led him into the home of, of the Gentiles. And after preaching, or after not even getting through the sermon, these people, these Gentiles, were also included into the into the kingdom. So it's not only Jews, but now it's Gentiles. We see the power of the Holy Spirit working through, again, the message, and, and through God's people uh, to build that kingdom kingdom and that's what we're doing that's what we're a part of how does god work through us empower us we can look through the scriptures paul talks about it in several places this isn't exhaustive it would be good to do that but in ephesians 1 13 uh, the holy spirit guards and guarantees our salvation works within us he works within us in galatians 5 16 through 18 walking by the Spirit. He leads us into the righteousness we're called to. He, he's, he's a direction within our lives. He, he leads us into that. 1 Corinthians 2, 10, 11. He gives us godly wisdom as we move. You know those decisions that we need to make. And, 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 and God lead us, guide us. The Holy Spirit is working within us. He is the proof that, that Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. He's that constant in our lives as we believe. We're never alone. He is with us, his Holy Spirit. The prayer for focus, where do we go in this case? As God enables and strengthens and directs us, where do we go? Well, first of all, we need to be aware that if we're in Jesus, the promise is we have his Holy Spirit. So be aware of that Holy Spirit. One of the things that we're finding out about this fasting is some of the things, some of us have set aside devices or Facebook or television or those things that distract. One of the great things about just simply doing a fast is to give time, to clear our minds, to be able to be attentive to the Scriptures and to the Holy Spirit's leading. It is a well-known fact that there is so much out there That we could have our brains filled with with so many distractions isn't that true are we finding that out so many distractions next week isn't a distraction at all next sunday anybody even thinking about that no one's thinking about that we put it in our bulletin we're gonna have a super bowl party or no no football party sorry can't say super bowl that's that's uh what uh tagged or something and we get in trouble so anyway uh the, the the truth is There is so much, including even eating could be a distraction. To be attentive to God. To be attentive to God. To take time to be silent before Him. To take time to read His Word and just to meditate upon it. Remember, again, the Holy Spirit and His Scriptures work together. Why do we want you to invest so much in the Scriptures of reading, of, of prayer? God, help me bring Bring understanding to me, because the Holy Spirit within you is going to lead you, guide you into uh, the truth of his word, into direction, to give you uh, strength in, in, in your, your wisdom. Uh, the Holy Spirit also, here's a couple things, be aware of the Holy Spirit's presence because he convicts us of sin. He, he he's going to bring conviction, maybe, oh, an awareness of something that I've never considered sinful. But I'm seeing this as something, as a distraction between me and God. Therefore, it's something I need to set aside for a while. It might be something simple, uh, because the Holy Spirit is going to lead us into that righteousness, into that holiness, working together. It ought to be within our habits, you know, the habits of prayer and and, and Scripture reading. The Holy Spirit also in this area, uh, awareness of Him is that assurance of salvation. Our confidence is that, hey, listen, it's not something that I'm able to do for myself. Isn't that right? When it comes to our celebration of the Lord's Supper, we're continuously reminded that this salvation isn't what I'm doing. It is what I'm given through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Do we understand that? Man, through the Holy Spirit, his, his indwelling is an assurance that we belong to Him. We are His children. We are the people of His kingdom. Finally, all together, as, as, as we see within Acts, you know, the building and the continued growth of the church coming together, uh, he joins us together to make his church, uh, his kingdom. It's interesting that Peter comes along who is called, you know, hey, Peter, you're a rock, and upon this rock I'll build my church. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, he identifies that all of us are stones that are being built together to bring about the house. Uh, he says, as you come to him, as you come to Jesus, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. That's you being built as God's spiritual house. The building is fine. I'm glad it holds warm air when it's cold outside, and it keeps our heads dry when it's raining. I'm thankful for the building that we have but but you are his church it says that within you is the indwelling of the holy spirit because within you is that temple the the very indwelling of of god you are the church we together are significant because we build up that body of christ in that we could say you know I uh, encourage you to read like 1 Corinthians 12 where, where Paul goes in and identifies that even the Holy Spirit uh, gifts us in order not for, for our own purposes, not for to elevate us to be, hey, look at me, I'm special. It's not that at all. But it's to identify that together as he works within us, guess what? We work together just as the very body of Christ works together. We work together as Christ's body in, in all the gifts that it's listed there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in order to fulfill the purpose that God has called us to do, be his witnesses. I want to be clear about this. This is not the goal that God has intended, is to create the church. That This isn't the end part of what, why God sent Jesus. This is not it. Uh, this is a creation of God, absolutely. But we have a kingdom that is yet to be completed. As a church, that's what we have our eyes upon. I want to be clear about this. This is not the completion. This is a building up. This is what God is absolutely doing. But the end result is the completion of his kingdom when it all comes together when Jesus returns. Is, is that where we have our eyes? If we have our eyes set upon it, then we know this is building and growing, and, and oh, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. Vance Pittman, who's a ch- church planter, he, he, he describes the church or defines the church in this way. The kingdom is the temporary tool established by Jesus to teach people about the king. We're his witnesses, right? Right? He is uh, to disciple them in kingdom living, discipleship, that's where we grow and and come into maturity, and then to send them out for the expansion of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. There's our purpose. Jesus said he came to seek and save the lost, and that's our purpose, that the world will know Jesus. It's never ended. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus laid that out, and it's a continued purpose laid before us. This this is not our purpose, building and other things. This is is a a place where the the church gathers, the continued building of that kingdom until Jesus returns. We must continue to see God working and what He's given to us, right? His Word, His Spirit, that's working through Christ. Uh, and, and as he works through his church, so so what things can you identify? Can you even begin to think about in connecting us or or, or in in prayer? it would It would definitely be, God, connect me, connect me to the body of Christ. Uh, Lord, use me in your purposes, gift me, use me for your purposes. Lord, there is maturity that happens as we begin. Not, not just to be a, a person who comes in and attends on Sunday morning, but a person who finds that place of purpose and ministry, whatever that might be. Growing in maturity actually happens when you begin to get active in, in church work, whether it's here or in a ministry within in, in our community, Open Door or Food Bank or any, any of those things, or minister in our local uh, you know, nursing homes, or find places of ministry in those various locations to, to be a part of that. So connect me and use me. Find those places. We also need to be praying for unity. Unity. That's what we find in Christ uh, and, and through His Spirit. As is, is we all have the same Spirit, we are identified in the same Christ, the same Savior, and we are to be united together. Well, some of us have different opinions. We are to be united together in Christ. We come from different areas, different locations. And it is absolutely unique how Jesus brings us together. And we need to continue to pray for it. And I'm not just talking about just you. Brothers and sisters across the street over the Highland and Flint Hills and Legacy and Church of the Nazareth and others who identify that Jesus is is, is our focus. Jesus is our means of salvation. We join together. And that unity, God's unity, goes beyond our walls, right? So we're not looking for walls and barriers between us. We're looking for to, the, the fact of being united together. So pray for that as well. And ultimately, God, help us as a, as a church, as a body of believers that you created to fulfill your purpose. To fulfill your purpose church church is good oh, we'll have good Sundays where boy that was that was encouraging and man some something was said but but when we see the church working and fulfilling god's purpose, meeting people where they're hurting, uh, seeing someone come to believe in Jesus maybe for that first time and and walking with him, and through the stumbling and all the other things that we might do as we continue to pursue Jesus. That's where the life of the church is, is where he is working through his scriptures, through his spirit, and through the church. We could definitely be dead. We could could continue to meet each Sunday and sing songs. Eric Eric would do that. But our choice is, are we going to be empowered and, and, and directed by God? Remember what he's given us. Remember those things that he's given us. Pray for those things and, and continue this, this very important place and habit of, of taking before God the requests. God, use us. Help us to grow. Lord, help me to know your word and understand it. Help me, Father, to be aware of the spirit that's working within me. Help me to be attentive to his, his word, his message, working within me. And, Father, then bless your church that we're about uh, working, working out that purpose of Jesus Christ to make him known in this world that everyone will have the opportunity to know Jesus. You ready? <laughs> this is our final week of prayer. Uh, take these, those things before the Lord in prayer. And, and Let's let's pray together right now. Father in heaven, we do praise you and thank you for Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Father, Father, uh, uh, we do pray that, that Lord, with a world around us that continues to, to just uh, increase in its sinfulness and its brokenness, Father, we, we need to understand that, that we've been called to be your light in, in this darkness. Father, to, to take that light of Jesus, to take that message of Christ into the world around us. Father, there are family members, represented by those who are gathered here today there's neighbors people that we work with even those lord who are we would even consider enemies who need to know the precious name of jesus christ so we ask lord that through your word through your spirit through your church lord we will continue to grow and continue to pursue lord a life well lived uh, on your behalf god we want to be pleasing to you Until your kingdom comes, Lord. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.